When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, drive car of the year. Yeah, we're here for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And we mentioned off the top some big news uh, around Payne Haas and Albert Kelly and the man with his finger on the pulse and everything, uh, NRL, is Travis Main from the Courier Mail. Trav, how are you, mate? What's the latest? Yeah, good, boys. Good to be back here. Um, yeah, plenty of news happening today up on uh, this side of the tweed. Obviously, Payne Haas and Albert Kelly have copped uh, one-game bans from the NRL. Payne got a $10,000 fine, Albert a $5,000 fine as well. It uh, doesn't really, sort of the ban doesn't mean much to Albert at the moment because he's injured for the next four months anyway, but Payne will miss Friday night's big game against the Panthers in Penrith. So if that clash wasn't already looking pretty tough for Brisbane, it's just got a whole lot harder. Have they justified exactly why these they, they copped these bans? Because it's, you know, the, the opinion, is evol- opinion is divided around how bad or how serious that little scuffle was. And we've heard, you know, it was it was pretty frivolous from my point of view. Um, is there much of an explanation yeah. around it? Yeah, well, the NRL's essentially said, look, the footage, the, those, that's sort of been our highest rating Broncos story of the year to put into contest. Like, the, it is a black eye for the game in a way. Like, I agree, it's not the crime of the century. It's not the worst thing you've ever seen. But I think the thing that worked against pain with this is it's essentially his third problem with the NRL's integrity unit in about three mm-hmm. years. So but the NRL said that in their statement. They said they took into account his history. So he, he now totals eight games worth of bans and $80,000 in fines from the NRL for off-field incidents. So, look, I think if this was in isolation, it was his first strike, I don't think he would have been banned. I don't, don't think he would have been fined. Maybe might have escaped with a warning. I think um, you know, the Broncos think Albert was more to blame with this on the night and that Payne sort of got caught up in it, so he might have faced a little bit more. But uh, essentially, Payne's history is starting to really cost him, and he's going to miss a big game because of it. Mm. What don't we know, Travis? Because you know the intel that, that we've been hearing is that Payne was not intoxicated. Albert Kelly was. Albert Kelly was the one that instigated the... You know, at first started out what was going to be a joke, and, and Payne has retaliated. What don't we know that Payne has... And take history out of it, because... It seems as though that he was antagonised and he receives a larger fine. Yeah, well, I think the, the fines are generally indicative of their salaries as well. So let's not forget Payne Haas has paid about six times more than Albert Kelly. So that's usually taken into account because they, they think it's not fair to fine mm. someone on 150000 the same as someone on seven hundred fifty. So, look, I think that's where the fine... Uh, discrepancy comes from but essentially they're, they're not happy with Payne being physical with Albert whether it, he had to or had not, didn't have to be we don't really know only the people that were there on the night would know exactly what happened which we can't see so look uh, I think as I said if Payne hadn't had history I don't think he would have been suspended for this weekend it's as simple as that and it's, it's a real 
sort of show from the NRL that they're a bit sick of his behaviour in a way. Even though this isn't the worst thing ever happened, it's still headlines, it's still front page news, it's all over the internet. They just don't want to see players being violent um, for, for any sure. sort of reason. Do you know if he cooperated with the integrity unit this time? He refused to talk to him. <laughs> I think around. he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did. And look, he's put out a statement today saying he's he's apologised for it. He's still working on being better himself. Albert's the same. Um, you know, look, they're just words on a piece of paper. But I, I genuinely think that Payne's been trying pretty hard since he had that really poor incident with the police in New South Wales, um, mm. sort of about 16, 18 months ago. Like he's been from then on, from what we know, he's been pretty good. And if that video never emerges of this, it's never known about. They rang and kissed each other the next day and made up about it. Um, and we never know anything about it. So in a way, they're, they're a little bit unfortunate that it came to light. Do we know who filmed it? No, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories. I'm not going to divulge them because I don't know for sure. <laughs> but uh, No, so there's no confirmed um, person who filmed it or who leaked it originally. Now, the NRL have always said they will stay out of any club indiscretions. They'll let the club handle it first and foremost until they need to step in. With the Brisbane Broncos, Trev, were they aware of it not long after the, the incident or at the time or was it weeks after that they found out about it and were the NRL not happy with the way the Broncos handled the situation? Oh, look, the people that I've spoken to, like I asked Kevin Walters if he knew about it and he said he didn't, so I can only take him on his word. Um, look, I, I, I don't imagine that the powers up high would have really known about it because mm. um, it wasn't much. Like, you guys are ex-players. I'm sure you've seen way worse than that among your teammates um, in the past. Like, it, it really wasn't much um, in isolation. It happened at 2 o'clock in the morning. Most people were probably in bed and they might have heard some whispers the other day, like, oh, how about Payne and Albie having a go at each other? But... Without the footage, it's sort of it's really nothing. Mm. Now let's let's move on to Anthony Milford. News yesterday that his um, charges against him for uh, for assault and and other charges have all been dropped. Um, is he likely to be allowed to play by the NRL um, sooner rather than later, Trav? I still think it'll be a little bit of time. Like he, he will get back in the game this year. I, I don't think that that'll be a problem. Um, it's just when that is sort of remains to be seen. So. Yeah, Mil- Milford had a win in court yesterday. He had three assault charges dropped. Um, he, he did plead guilty to one charge, I believe, with damaging a car with a wheelie bin or something like that. Uh, but the NRL, they're, they're still treading carefully with this. And there's a key element of it. It's the CCTV footage of the night. So while that's cleared Milford um, of the assault charges, the NRL, they've seen it and they believe it's not as complimentary as Milford's camp will have everyone believe. Um, they still think there is an issue there that needs to be addressed and whether they make him jump through some hoops, whether it's attend some sort of courses around, I don't know, anger management or alcohol or anything like that, I think we may see him go through some of those hoops before he's allowed back into the competition. And and any idea where? Has he got some, some suitors already? Oh, he'll be, a, he'll be at Newcastle. At Newcastle, yeah, with, okay. Yeah, he'll be he'll be back at Newcastle. It's everyone sort of believes that's practically a done deal pending the registration by the NRL. Um, how long that takes? So he definitely he definitely won't be playing this weekend or next weekend or anything like that. I still think it'll be a number of weeks before we see him back in the competition. Have you seen him, Trav? Um, has he kept himself in shape? I haven't seen him personally, but I've been hearing he's been training a little bit with the South Logan Magpies, the Host Plus Cup club. Um, you know, like Milford's never been regarded as the greatest trainer getting around. Um, so that's definitely probably going to be a bit of a challenge for him, staying yeah. in shape when he's been out of an NRL system for the best part of six months now, mm. six or seven months. So 
what sort of shape he returns in, who knows. Um, the people close to him say he's been training hard, so you can only believe what they say, I guess. Hope so. Uh, but you'd think it, think it would still take him maybe a little bit. He's a, he's a class player, but you'd think it still might take him a little bit of time to get up to speed before he's rushed straight back into the competition. But he wasn't able to play any lower grades while this was going on. I don't think um, the QRL was too keen to get involved until he had the court case finalised, so that's why we haven't seen him running around in reserve grade. Right, well, now, Trav, um, I'm... I've got something big coming up, and I'm looking for a publicity agent to help me out with this, so it could be a bit in it for you. Uh, an upcoming fight between uh, David Feeder and Scott Sattler, um, my very own co-host. Um, chances of it happening are, are, are pretty good at the moment. Sats, if you, you've, you've I reckon seen Sats, Sats is, is going to be copying. Sats is going to be copying a filthy call from Des Hasler because he's poked the beast before this weekend's game against Manly. So. <laughs> Saf, do you want to, for all those people that didn't hear what you had to say about Fafita, can you just run run us through it again and I'll give you David's reaction. Well, I was asked by some of our colleagues, um, Pat Pat Welsh and Ian Healy on their show about uh, the Gold Coast Titans and, and David Fafita and my response was I was I'm very disappointed with his game again on the weekend outside of the 50-metre try, which only very special athletes can do, mind you, but... I think he has been one of their most, I think the most ineffective, uh, one of the worst players for the Titans this year. And and in I terms think, of output, just output. Think? I mean, statistics don't tell you everything about a player's game, uh, but in relation to the amount of output he's giving the side, I think it's really disappointing. And if he if he doesn't quickly quickly pull his finger out, I'd be having a really tough conversation about if he starts on the bench. So. Uh, obviously, that was addressed today, Trav, I think, with the Gold Coast Titans and yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so David David was asked about that. Obviously, what you said made its way onto the internet and sort of then it all becomes a bit more real rather than words on the radio sometimes. And I think he real, I think David's reaction, I think he really values um, your thoughts on him, to be honest. So he was asked about it and his sort of demeanour changed immediately. You could tell that he was affected by it. And he essentially said, oh, look, you know, Scott's, a great player, but I'm going to prove him wrong. His words were, I'm going to prove him wrong. So uh, you look, if David comes out and has the game of his life this weekend, I think the Titans should be coming and saying, thank you, Scott Sattler. You've done what we couldn't do, fired him up for the season, because he's definitely been off his game. Like this time last year, he'd scored six tries. He was the most damaging player in the game. He couldn't be stopped. And this time this year, after five games, he scored one try, which took him 388-odd minutes or something like that on the weekend to actually get over the line. So... So, you know, oh, last, they need to do last weekend about him. against Para, he had the most runs of all the forwards in his side and the most run metres, 15 runs for 143 metres. Mm. And he made yep. 34 yep. tackles and missed none. Yep. But he's, you yep. still think he's got a lot more to offer. Absolutely. Yeah. In those, I think we all look at it as In those well first the... 65 minutes of the game, he could create such a great platform for his side just through his power running and, and his involvement. He doesn't have to sit on the same side of the field. Gordy Tallis was a perfect example of that. He sits on an edge, and when he needs to inject himself and really lift the intensity of his side, he's got the ability to single-handedly control the intensity of a game. And I think if he gets involved really early and has a really good combination with his young halves, he can do that for the Gold Coast Titans. I will be the first to put my hand up and admire the work that he does when he starts when he does, starts having that great output. Does he need to be angry? Has he got to take angry pills like Tino, Big Tino does, his skipper? Like, he just wants to, I think, I think he to could, hurt yeah. people. I think he'd take a... Yeah, I think he'd take a leaf out of Tino's book for sure. Like, Tino just wants to win. He wants to be involved all the time. And 
David just hasn't really seemed to be like that. And I think the game against Parramatta was probably his best game for the year. He did get a little bit more involved. But his, his output sort of getting back and doing the tough carries out of his own half has been close to non-existent until maybe on the weekend. And I, I do think that more is expected of him. If they want to make him their highest paid player, then he has to uh, affect more games than he does. And at the moment, he's not doing that. Mm, there you go. And you, yeah, that's right. We expect it. He should have been the match winner in that game. It didn't didn't quite happen. Hey, Trav, we better let you go. Um, Travis May with the Courier Mail. Great chatting to you, mate. And thanks for those uh, the scoops on Payne Haas and uh, Albert Kelly and a bit of info about Anthony Milford as well. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, boys. Good to be back. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.